Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. You are now entering the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, a show that uncovers what's fact, what's fake, and what's fun in the crazy world of Pseudo-Archaeology. Welcome to the Pseudo-Archaeology Podcast, Episode 94. I'm your new host, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, and today, Archaeological Podcast Network guru and overlord Chris Webster is interviewing me to try and break through the many layers of my personality and figure out why I would take this job on in the first place. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. I do not know who has still got this feed live in their podcast players, but thank you for that. I know whenever I get a new phone and my apps re-download, I, I kind of use it as a reset point for my podcasts. But this show, which used to be called Archie Fantasies, which is now called Pseudo-Archaeology, still gets a lot of downloads every month. So I know somebody is subscribed to this and somebody is still listening to it. So thanks for that. This show kind of went off the air and went into an archive status, I think it was about four years ago, give or take, three or four years ago, when Sarah, uh, who goes by Archie Fantasies, which was the name of the show, she decided to take her show off the network, which is fine. And you can still find her stuff online. If you go Google Archie Fantasies, you can see all of Sarah's content. She's actually got another podcast about gaming and some really good stuff. And her and her gaming buddies were just recently featured on the Heritage Voices podcast. So check that out. But this show, we've wanted to restart it for a long time because it's a popular topic and we finally have somebody who is dumb enough to do it just like wanted to come in and doesn't know what they're getting into and said yeah sure i'll do it and just like no preparation and training so welcome to the show andrew what a moron (laughs) who would do that embarrassing just some some self-centered narcissist i guess who needs to hear his voice be talked across the airwaves (laughs) Hello, Chris. It's so good to be here. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to move forward yeah. with this show. That's great, and and we're looking forward to to getting this thing back out on the airwaves. So um, airwaves, the podcast waves, I guess. So I, I first met you, Andrew. We're recording this in uh, it's actually May first, 2022, as we're right. recording this, and I met you last fall when you were a guest on the CRM Archaeology podcast, and. You know, you, you, you came into there as a guest. We, we really liked you. We were looking for a couple more hosts for that show. And then I think it was just less than a couple months later, you became a co-host of the CRM Archaeology podcast. And you've been doing that with us for the last five months or so. So why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, how you, you know, got to this point? Like what, what qualified you to be a guest on the, on the CRM Archaeology podcast, if anything, <laughs> maybe you have no qualifications. Yeah, and let's just talk about your your history. What led up to this point? Sure, the the backstory to my rocket ride to fame <laughs> as a podcaster on the CRM That's podcast. Right. <laughs> so, 
Right. So I am Dr. Andrew Kinkella. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Professor Andrew Kinkella. And so my my background is I am a full-time community college professor at Moorpark College in Southern California. And, you know, I was counting up the years a few days ago, and I'm I'm almost at the 30-year mark in archaeology, which is just insane to wow. me. Yeah. But I, I really have kind of two lives in archaeology. One one life is I've done quite a bit of local California archaeology, and I've done quite a bit of CRM work, which I talk about on the CRM podcast. And then my mm-hmm. other life in archaeology is I've done a lot of work in Belize on the ancient Maya. And the the thing that'll be on my tombstone in archaeology is working on the cenotes in the Maya world. So diving into these pools of water. They're basically mini lakes, mm-hmm. freshwater lakes deep in the jungle. And so that's what my dissertation was on. And that's in the sort of the most academic of academic worlds. That's in archaeology. That's what I talk about a lot. Nice, nice. And uh, first off, community college. Now I've seen community. Do you guys really have like a paintball fight at the end of every semester? Is that how that works? It, it's only slightly more crazy <laughs> than that show. Uh <laughs> No, you know, I I am supremely happy with how my career has gone, you know, because sometimes yeah. you think of these cliches about community college, like somehow it's it's second class or like not as good. Or I've had actual professors uh, who like old mentors of mine, once they heard I got a full time job at a community college, be like, oh, so when are you going to move on? You know, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm not moving on anywhere because I love my job, you know, and. There's I again, I can't be more thankful for where I'm at. I love the teaching aspect. I love reaching out to the general public in archaeology. And really, my whole career is just focused on bringing this stuff to the public. And and I take that seriously and I, I really enjoy it. You know, along those lines, why don't you talk about your YouTube channel? Oh, again, my right. My multi-talented <laughs> uh <laughs> various uh, things that I do. So, right. I also have a YouTube channel called Kinkella Teaches Archaeology. And Mm -hmm. I started that maybe, maybe three or four years ago for obviously what we've just been talking about in order to reach out to the public. I realized I was getting these questions, like the same sets of questions from my students again and again, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll make a YouTube channel just sort of answering these, these questions. And as anyone knows who started a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything like that, it's really just this leap of faith. Like I had no idea, you know, at first I was just like, I'm just doing this to darkness. I don't know. Maybe this is stupid. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe nobody likes this, but over time it did grow. And I think now I think I have over two and a half thousand subscribers or something like that in that world where, yes, I'm not a Kardashian, but (laughs) it's, it's something I'm proud of. And it's nice. And it's, it's, there's enough there where it's kind of a real entity. So uh, that's another thing I've really enjoyed. Nice, nice. And you kind of took some of those concepts from your YouTube channel that you teach and turned that into a book recently as well, didn't you? Yes. Again, in my multimedia approach, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you're a triple threat really Uh, at this point. (laughs) Only triple. Uh, (laughs) Only. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I, uh, I, I wrote, I wrote a textbook and this is, this is also something that was just in my brain for a really long time. And, and I wrote a textbook for the same reason that so many people write textbooks where they're like, you know, I just, I can't find a textbook that does it the way I like. 
So I kind of put my money where my mouth is. And I'm like, I'm going to write this thing. And so I wrote a textbook. It's called Archaeology is Awesome. And what I did with it is it's, it has QR codes in it that as you read the book, there's a QR code and then you use your phone and then it goes to the YouTube channel to explain some of the concepts. Nice. And stuff. So yeah, it's something that, again, it's, it's really worked well. I've, I've, and I've really enjoyed learning from that process. Yeah, that's really awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So leading into pseudoarchaeology, none of your yes. background mentioned a, a passion for pseudoarchaeology. So no. what led you, what led you no. to, to want to help restart the oh. show? Because I've been asking for someone to do this for a long time. And yeah. you heard it and were kind of like almost immediately like, yeah, I'm interested in that. Right. Well, you hit the nail on the head. I'm the biggest fraud of all right here. <laughs> no, no, you know, I think it's because I take reaching out to the public so seriously. And I think it's so important. And Chris, you know, this. so many archaeologists do this so poorly, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just so massively important to reach out and ask any archaeologist. It's like, imagine you're on a plane and you're sitting next to somebody. They ask you what you do. You say, hey, I'm an archaeologist. What are they going to say after that? (laughs) Right. They're going to be like, oh, so, yeah, I love archaeology. I love how the temples were created by aliens. And, you know, it's all aligned to the constellations because that's (laughs) what the public knows. And it it kills me. And I don't blame the public. I think that's huge. Right. I want to be inclusive. I'm not here to make people feel bad. You know, I, I, I really appreciate their interest. But we as professionals, it just behooves us to take that interest and curve it into the reality, curve it in to the facts, you know, and mm-hmm. teach us. So, yeah, when the it's so funny, we we were in a business meeting for the APN network. Right. And and I remember you bringing up, well, you know, we have the pseudoarchaeology show that's really laying dormant for several years. And I was just like, oh, my God, we got to <laughs> do this. You know, yeah. I, I again, I. I I take it super seriously and I just find that it's it's so important to to take that stuff again everyone knows Atlantis everyone knows these you know the alien stories everyone knows the ancient astronaut stuff because ancient aliens and shows like it are so famous that I really wanted to take this mouthpiece and go hey Here's the reality behind all that. And let's have mm-hmm. fun while we talk about the reality, right? I'm not here to yeah. browbeat you. I'm not here to be like some stuck up <laughs> professor who's like, oh, I can't believe you believed that, you <laughs> fools. You are so exactly. dirty. You know, I, not at all. I'm, I'm here to be like, hey, I get that you think that. I get why, you know, you think those things. It's because the media has told you this. And, and, mm-hmm. and again, I appreciate your interest. but. Come, dear listener, and let me tell you, you know, the truth of the story. And what we'll find is the truth and the facts and the reality are 20 times more interesting than the BS fake story. Man, I can I can imagine I I would have a good time being on an episode of this show where we just sit and we drink like bourbon or something like that. And we talk about the latest episode of Ancient Aliens as archaeologists. I feel like that would be an awesome (laughs) thing to do. It is. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I, what I want to do with the show. Like I, I, as I've come up with ideas and sort of sketch them out, I find that about half of the shows will be about kind of famous pseudo archaeology stuff. People that, you know, people are curious about all, 
all the time. Like maybe it's Atlantis, you know, maybe it's the Easter mm-hmm. Island, but the, the pseudo aspects of Easter Island, whatever it may be. The other aspect, again, the more I look into this, is there's so much in current events that comes up with this. It's like yeah. every week there's something new and crazier. So the world is just giving me material, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. so I find, I think it'll cut about half and half, you know, half will be kind of classic pseudo archeology span and the other half will be like new current pseudo archeology. span Well, so getting into it, what are you going to talk about? What are some of your first episodes or some of the ideas you've had for, for shows? Um, I think so. So I have, you know, kind of a, top several that'll come up soon. And I'm not quite sure, you know, what the very next one will be. One high in the running is just a simple book review of Chariots of the Gods. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important because Chariots of the Gods is this book that came out in 1969 by Eric von Dynekin. And it's really the seed of the next 50 years of what's come Mm -hmm. since. Yes, there are earlier versions of pseudo-archaeology. You know, the, uh, Eric von Dynekin didn't invent it, but it was a cultural moment that where this thing exploded. And I'll talk about that in the podcast, how it, it's like the perfect historical moment for that kind of thing. And so the stories that he has in that book are ones that every pseudo-archaeology program that came after, whether it's In Search Of which I used to love, by the way, which was <laughs> yeah. Leonard Nimoy yeah. was the host on that in the late 1970s, early 1980s. You know, whether it's Ancient Aliens, right, which is currently, yeah. I, I believe, in season 14. Something um, like that. Yeah. So and, and also I will talk about that aspect, too, of look, the pseudo archaeology world, even though their stories are fake, they're doing some stuff that's really working, you know, mm-hmm. and and we can't turn a blind eye to that. And again, just be some sort of academic who's like, oh, that's so dirty. I just don't, yeah. I don't interact with that. It's like, no, 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 no. We need to talk about, you know, the parts that they do that they do well. I mean, public outreach, good job, yeah. ancient aliens. Yeah. Yeah. It is probably, and I hate to say it in this way, but it is probably the most popular archaeology slash history. And again, I hate to say those words in, yeah. in conjunction with ancient aliens, but it's probably the most popular archaeology slash history show of all time ever. Absolutely. And the, the, the only possible caveat to that could be Time Team in the UK, because that ran mm. for like 25 or 30 years and yes. was a legit archaeology show. And I wish I wish the Time Team that that happened here in the US and we interviewed the hosts of Time Team a couple times on some of my shows. And I just wish it would have had the following, but that's kind of says something about where we are with pseudo-archaeology that Ancient Aliens is in season 14 and the PBS Time Team America could barely get three seasons in and not even all in a row. Like they they couldn't get the funding to just do them back to back. I think it was three seasons and that was pretty much it. Like what went what went wrong? What did they do that couldn't get the public on board with it? Was it not on a popular enough channel? Was it, you know, was it the content? Was it the people? I, I mean, I don't I don't really know, but you're totally right. Yeah. Shows like Ancient Aliens and actually William Shatner has been taken to task for being yes. on another In Search of style show. I can't remember what it's called, but oh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. my oh, parents were watching it when we yes. were there. <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah. What is it called? It just, out of my brain. It's, it's recent. Like, yeah, they're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's current. It's a current show. Yeah, that's on. Yeah. And yeah. and he's like 90. Like, I'm like, I feel yeah. like it has the letter X in it, like extreme something, something. Uh, but maybe I can yeah. Do uh, or the yeah. ancient unexplained, you know, but I feel like unexplained is in the title. Yeah. yeah. 
So, and again, I f- feel for that, for those shows in that, in that world, me, me sort of the William Shatner one. Now, now, Ancient Aliens, yes, you know, we all know is, you know, complete, just <laughs> utter nonsense. But also, yeah. the reason why, you know, what you were, you're asking, you know, why? Why does Ancient Aliens keep going? Why can't Time Team, you know, get some funding? It's, it's because Ancient Aliens, really all of pseudo-archaeology, it takes the easy way out. And the yeah. easy way out is to play to our wants and play to our feelings. You know, right. archaeology has the hard road. That does not excuse us. You know, we've run into mm-hmm. plenty of boring archaeologists. And how dare yeah. they make my precious archaeology boring? <laughs> I hate it. Right. Yeah. But, but our wants and feelings, right? I mean, if I send a question out to everyone and be like, hey, would you like there to be an Atlantis or not? We're yeah. all going to be like, hell yeah, I want there to be an Atlantis. Count my hand <laughs> up. You know, I would love if there was Atlantis. It'd be so cool. Like there's this like island nation and maybe it's underwater and maybe they like swim and they're almost like pseudo superheroes. And it's so <laughs> interesting and cool. You know, you want that to, to be true. And, you know, do you want aliens to be walking around among us? Hell Yeah. That's yeah, like super yeah. awesome. Do, do you want that the <laughs> that the ancient Egyptians used to build rocket ships and stuff, and they're from like a different galaxy? <laughs> totally, right? It's an awesome story. Unfortunately, it's totally fake, you know. <laughs> but it's playing to our wants. We want yeah. that. And the hard part as a host for this kind of show is I can't just be the egghead. That goes, well, you know, that's all false, you morons. You know, mm-hmm. like, I can't do that. And I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I want to I kind of bro out with the audience and be like, yeah, man, I hear you. I love uh, Atlantis. You know, I want there to be Atlantis. But what sucks, what I got to tell you, is there is no real evidence for that. There are no facts. And that's what we have to deal with as archaeologists. We deal with facts. You know, so, but let's look at the facts of the past and what stories can we get from the facts, you know, and those can be amazingly fascinating and dynamic and interesting. I guarantee you. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think the other thing, something like these topics really need is something that ancient aliens had something that in search of has something that the new William Shatner show has something that, what is that one that, the guy who's, I think he's actually an archaeologist by training, Josh, uh, what's oh, yeah. his name? Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That show's yes, been going for a while, too. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily put that in the pseudo-archaeology category, no. although sometimes sometimes he does kind of entertain some ideas that I, I wouldn't call mainstream. Right. <laughs> but either way, one thing that all of those have as well, not only is it an engaging topic, like you mentioned, but it's also a person that we want to see and hear and talk to. I mean, Leonard Nimoy and William Shatter, we just like everybody knows them from Star Trek. Like I will literally listen to anything William Shatter has to say. Totally. Yeah. And even if it's nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. But I think we need like a person or a group of people that is like that. And maybe Andrew, that could be you. Like, you know, I'm sure, I don't want to brag you know, first, but I, I think it's me. Okay. I mean, every good host of the APN gets picked up and goes national. I'm just saying, you I know, know, that's, I know. it's, it's like yeah. Saturday, night, Saturday night live, man. It's like, you know, I'm going to have a, my movie deal. Jumpstart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, of course, Chris, you will be long forgotten. They'll be like Chris Webster. I'll be like, who? Oh. 
Who? You know? Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I got to look at my branding here. <laughs> but you know what? I, I do think it's like, as we joke, that is a very important point because that's yeah. another thing that the ancient aliens crowd does really, really well. Right. Yeah. Their branding is killer. And like oh, the memes you, alone with that yeah. one guy. What, I don't even know what his name is, but his his hair and yes. just like aliens, you know, but it you looks know. crazy. But dude, he's you know, he's <laughs> crying all the way to his mansion. You know, like, it's, if, <laughs> and if you look at somebody like this goes deeper, too, because if you look at somebody like Graham Hancock and yeah. Graham Hancock is somebody who's kind of the heir apparent to uh, Eric von Dynakin. Graham Hancock mm -hmm. is like an older guy. He was on the Joe Rogan show. He's on all he's very in the media. Now, yeah. Graham Hancock has no real background in archaeology. I believe he was a reporter. But when you watch him on something like the Joe Rogan show, Graham Hancock looks like a college professor. He looks yeah. more like a college professor than I do. You know, <laughs> he's it's true. I mean, you know, it's funny, but true. Like, like he Plays has the he does. And that's what's so huge, right? He has the little glasses. He looks like 10% unkempt. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. a, that's how a college professor in our mind is supposed to look. Yeah. And, and he talks like one British accent, you know? And so he comes across, he plays that part, you know? And so it gives him a gravity to what he's saying, which is, of course, totally fake, but it works. And that's yes. something we have to appreciate. And I do take seriously the, uh, like, I, I, I think I can go toe to toe with Graham Hancock. I think I can go toe to toe, you know, with the, with like people from ancient aliens and that kind of stuff. It's like, I've only been working on it for, you know, 30 years. Cause yes, there's archeology, span but this public outreach thing I take super seriously. So it's like, I feel like, I feel like I'm the bull, like ready to go, you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, Graham Hancock, come on, you know, <laughs> because I do want these, I do want the general public to like this stuff. I do. And I want to do the work behind the scenes to make this, you know, exciting and fun and palatable, you know, in a, yeah, in a fun way. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of what is this show going to look like? How often <laughs> is it going to come out and, and what's your, what's your format? Right. So I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I'm sure it'll evolve a little bit as the first couple episodes come out and I see what works and what doesn't. But I think that how I have it now is the show will come out once every other week. So once every two mm -hmm. weeks and it will be less than an hour long. It will probably have three parts to it. Right. And I'm not sure if the three parts will be three specific chapters. Well, each part will divide or it might only have two. How it will go is the first part will be the setup. Right. I'll give you the setup to the story of the day. Like, OK, Atlantis. Well, the backstory of Atlantis goes like this. Right. Mm -hmm. And also I'll give everyone I'll take you through the story of Atlantis or, you know, take you through the story of Bigfoot or whatever. Yeah. Then the second part will be kind of like I'll give you the reaction to the story, sort of the scientific reaction. And we like look in reality, the story should go like this. Here's portions of the story that, you know, there might be two kernels of facts that go with this. Of course, these <laughs> facts are bastardized to make this story go this way. But in reality, this is how the backstory to this really goes, right? Here are the facts and the truth to this story, right? So yeah. I'll kind of give the setup. Then I'll kind of give, hey, here's the reality to it. And then the third part is the rant 
And then at the end, I go, and this is how I feel about this, you know? And then to give the audience like, look, this is, this is my experience with this story. I can tell you that people in airports have asked me about this about a hundred times. And, you know, this is how the public feels. And this is my reaction as an archaeologist having known this. And just to sort of have a little fun, because I know that people listening to things like that, they want to know, you know, kind of, oh, how does how does the host really feel? You know, and that's and so I want to do that again in in just a very honest way. So that's how the show will break down. Awesome. Well, I can tell you, I'm very much looking forward to editing and listening to this show. I think it's going to be entertaining it's it's always a topic that is as we've just talked about interesting to people and you know really really getting behind some of these things that we see you know in front of us all the time and i think it's going to be really exciting to have this going again so andrew thanks a lot for agreeing to spin this show back up and thanks to the listeners who have kept this in their podcast feeds and please be sure to uh, share this out. Tell your friends about it. If you see this on our socials, we're ArcPodNet on pretty much everything, Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok and Twitter. And just share this out wherever you see it so we can we can bring more listeners to the show and let more people know about the reality behind pseudo-archaeology. So with that, this is the last time you'll hear me hosting this show. Uh, I was just introducing Andrew and, and intro- reintroducing the show after a, after a long hiatus. Feel free to go back. This is technically episode 94. Feel free to go back and listen to the other 93 episodes that Sarah did. And uh, she had some really great guests on there, some really great topics. Some of that will be more than likely revisited on you know the reboot of the show because there's always new information and new takes and, and new... Uh, a new way of looking at something, you know, to 10 different people would look at the same topic in 10 different ways and, and have different opinions on it. So that's the, the nice thing about podcasting. So, all right. Well, Andrew, right. thanks again for, for agreeing to set this show back up. Absolutely. You know, and I do want to say, although I don't sound very humble earlier, that I'm very <laughs> humbled that I'm following people who had been on that show. I mean, Sarah had Ken Feder on there. You know, th- yeah. this is this is top talent. So, uh, you know, I, I have a little bit of 10% of trepidation, like, oh, my God, I have to follow <laughs> Ken Feder on a pseudo archaeology podcast. So, uh, I, again, I'm, I, I love those old episodes, too, that you really yeah. some great people doing that. And we'll, we'll see, have to see if we can get Ken back on because I'm sure he would love to do it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, with that, we are out. And again, check out the coming episodes and reach out if you've got any topic ideas or anything like that. Andrew's contact information and any ways to get a hold of the APN are in the show notes for this episode. So take a look at that. And with that, we will see you next time. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you like and subscribe. And if you have questions for me, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, feel free to reach out using the links below or go to my YouTube channel, Kinkella Teaches Archaeology. See you guys next time. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network. And was edited by Rachel Roden. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.